You're listening to What the Folklore, making sense of senseless tales. You can support us on Patreon and join our Discord server at patreon.com slash wtfolklore. And hopefully the screaming of the people in the pool does not get picked up by my back, because boy are they excited to be at a pool. You're not, like, that close to it. No, but there's something about the acoustics. Of, it just carries. Yeah, I guess, like, we're up on a hill a little bit. I don't mm-hmm. really know. But, yeah, we we hear people yelling at the pool as though they're in our yard. <laughs> as if the pool were your yard. Yeah. And it is, it is not, in spite of the occasional flooding that happens around our mailbox. Uh, that is the insane thing about this apartment that I'm in now, that I cannot make heads or tails of how it works, is... Um, there have been nights where I've been recording the One Piece show, and my neighbors have been bumping some serious bass, um, and I can feel it in the walls, but it does not pick up in the recording at all. Weird. Uh, Ghost bass. Yeah. Do you hear that static? I did. Are we being invaded <laughs> by a robot? I don't hear it now. Yeah, it's gone now. Weird. Okay. Did it, did it come when we talked about ghost bass? Because... <laughs> Did. It did. Did it just do it again? No. no okay. I heard, heard. I heard kind of a weird thing there. Hmm. Well, this will be a fantastic episode, I'm sure. Yeah, very spooky. Um, oh, that, a a guest me. we did not prepare for. Yeah, I kind of had like a, a spooky encounter this week, actually. Oh boy. That reminds what me. What curse have you brought upon us, Carmen? Uh, who knows? I was going to say something about like bass... Like, neighbors playing bass really loudly appears to be just a prerequisite of apartment living. Like, I've never lived anywhere where there wasn't a neighbor next to, or above, or below that blasted the bass. And I don't know how there are so many people like that in the world that you hit them in every apartment complex. But that, Right, that they need that. In yeah, their like, most they of the people... They need to feel music. Like, in if, their bones. Right, as if hearing it isn't enough. Right. You need to feel it. And help, we also. have that in our our neighbor in this right. neighborhood. I was going to say hear. it's not a prerequisite for living in apartments. It's a prerequisite for living. Apparently, you're in a neighborhood in a house, and you still can't escape it. Yeah, like that was one of the things I was really looking forward to being not about in living in a house. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't. I just don't know how there are this many people in the world who require this for living everyone i know is pretty quiet um but yeah i was uh i was walking with a a friend um around the forum at at peachtree corners and i had parked there and shortly after i'd gotten out of the car i could hear a car alarm going off like somewhere uh much further down didn't think much of it because parking lot this happens uh, we went to the Barnes and Noble and we had some some drinks and stuff and and time passed and it was like nearly an hour that we'd spent like wandering around and just chatting before we stepped out to do laps around the forum and the car alarm was still going off after that hour um, and it kept going off for the entire duration of our our walk until we like got over to where the car was and we looked there and it was like well someone's sitting in there. She in the at car it. that's going off? Yeah, she looked at it and she's like, yeah, that's weird. And we like moved a little bit past and like a- after we acknowledged that someone was sitting in there, the car alarm stopped. We looked over and it was empty. But we had both seen mm-hmm. like an old man in glasses from the front angle of the car. And I don't care for that window. one bit. <laughs> yeah, through the passenger window there was nothing and the car alarm stopped and was silent for the remainder of our time there. I don't care for this game of peekaboo, sir. <laughs> so I spent like the rest of the walk to Trader Joe's just wondering like, are we going to just see like a random old man in glasses now? Is this, is this going to be a thing? Did we accidentally start a horror movie? Uh, we did not, but 
I'm, I'm still on the lookout, so maybe that's our static. <laughs> that's just old Jenkins. Old Jenkins, the, the glasses car alarm man. Just followed you home from the Trader Joe's like a puppy. <laughs> uh, so, so this was a bit of a cold open. Yeah. <laughs> just, that, just that show. Just dove right in. I'm not going to cut it. <laughs> if that's what you mean. Uh, that is your prerogative. I guess I guess that was show. Welcome to show. Welcome yeah. to show. Welcome to show. The show where we show. <laughs> we were going to talk movies. I guess we should introduce ourselves and then we'll get yeah, back into the a Yeah, the whole tangent. concept. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we'll we'll go into our prepared tangent. <laughs> that, was the, that was the cold tangent. Now we've got a... a, a don't want to call it a hot tangent. Maybe no, a we, warm we, tangent. We preheated the oven for this tangent. <laughs> uh, hello, everyone, and welcome to What the Folklore, Making Sense of Senseless, senseless Tales. I am your storyteller, Carmen. Crime Weaver Tyler. Welcome to show. I'm Mr. Show, Gordy. Oh, damn. You know he's better now, right? He, he is better. You can't Thank just you. claim that. You didn't <laughs> defeat him. Thank you, Bob Odenkirk, for your, your various gifts. Does Gordy have to defeat him in, in single combat to earn that title? To become that that the works? new Mr. Show, yes. Okay. No, I was Both, just filling. I was filling in. While Both he was Bob resting. Odenkirk and David Cross together against Gordy alone. David Cross, I did not consult. <laughs> I, I don't. This is another unprepared tangent. I'm sorry. We'll eventually get to the tangent that we wanted to talk about. <laughs> and then um, to the show that we're supposed then, to be doing. Yeah, to the show that we typically record. Um,. I don't know why, but even though it is definitely the two of them, they're both in the title, Bob and David. Mm-hmm. Um, I have always considered Odenkirk Mr. Show, the titular Mr. Show, and David is just there. I don't know why that is. I don't know why I deny David Cross the credit he's due. <laughs> uh, just the way they carry themselves. That might be it. David yeah. does does not carry himself in a show kind of manner. He's not a. He, I would never call him Mister Cross, for instance. He's David, just David Cross. Bob Odenkirk looks like a Mister Show. Yeah, he has we that have, air about him. I apologize in advance. We have the occasional Sunday across the street yard work going on, and the mm-hmm. uh, dog announcements on that front. Uh, well, she just has additional us. opinions on this show that she's never seen or heard of. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Uh, anyway, we have a prepared tangent. Yes. Um, so let's now, get into that. Now with a, a beatboxing dog in the background. <laughs> Giving us a tempo. Yeah. Uh, Gordy, you and I have both been looking forward to the film The Green Knight. Ever since it was first as, teased. As has the nation. Sure. <laughs> it's what's going to bring us together finally. Um, I, I sure hope so. We can all rally behind Dev Patel, I think, if anyone. It was going to come out quite a while ago before we all just decided to observe the slow demise of this planet. We all just mm-hmm. signed that agreement, apparently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And now it is coming out in theaters, despite everything. <laughs> Um, but you and I have not gone to see it, and I don't. I don't feel a, a great need to go see it, despite having anticipated it. So I have gotten like eight texts from different people <laughs> telling me go see the Green Knight. Um, and so at first I was like, yeah, I'm just, I'm fine. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna wait for like the the VOD release. Yeah. But every every successive text I get, I get a little bit closer to it like ch- chips like, away the wall. What if I just wore three masks to the movie theater? You could get a whole hazmat suit. Surely those have come back in stock somewhere. Uh, there is one person that is holding my resolve strong upon his back, and his name is Sonic the Hedgehog. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the last film that I ever saw in cinemas before uh, the slow demise of this planet began was Sonic the Hedgehog, the film. Mm-hmm. The theatrical release. On Valentine's Day. On Valentine's Day. With my yeah. partner. Just yes. <laughs> that feels like a good one to go out on to me. <laughs> to me like too. I can, <laughs> I can hold my head high and say, that's the last movie I ever saw in a theater. <laughs> so you're planning to never go to the theater again. I'm saying it's going to take a heck of a lot to get me to go to a theater again. To, to break that streak. Yeah. That makes, that makes sense. Um... Yeah. 
Does anybody else have a good one? Uh, well, I've just put together that the last movie, I'm pretty sure that I saw in theaters, like 97% sure, was Cats. Again, a very good end chapter. Yeah. Oh. It, very good close to the book. It, it was, yeah, it was the Cats basically unscripted Rocky Horror Picture Show screening at the cheap movie theater uh, in Decatur over by where Gordy and I used to live. Uh, and f- now cut to the f- footage of the fairy tale book slowly closing and on the back it says the end. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and on the spine it says movie theaters. <laughs> <laughs> my, my friend Brianna and I went because we have a birthday in the same week. We both love the musical. Um, and, and you yeah, did we, need each other for support. We, we did absolutely need each other for support. So like my last movie theater experience with was Dame Judi Dench covered in uh cg fur staring deadpan into a camera for like at least five maybe ten solid minutes of a monologue that made no sense and then a cat hot air ballooning into the sky and and that was the end of cinema (laughs) as i knew it no more raisinets in a a sticky movie theater for me (laughs) gordy what about you I, I think I've just put it together. Okay. Uh, and, and I'm pretty sure it was Parasite. Oh, well, um, la-di-da. Yeah, which, which is, which is a, a, a fine flick. You're just going to come on here and flex on the two of us. Yeah, Gordy's always um, been the Criterion collection to our Crapterion collection. Um. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a good movie, and I think I think Bong Joon Ho deserves that, <laughs> and his many Oscars that he made. Kiss. It really does balance out this cast that Gordy brings a certain dignity that the two of us may or may uh, not lack. A, he's a like best this picture winner. <laughs> he's like the the erudite captive of two like slavering goblins. <laughs> Who have just kind of wandered into a sphere of existence. Yeah, despite being the guy who constantly brings up toilets, he is the dignified one. (laughs) Somehow, that is the level we're working at. I mean, he usually brings up toilets in the context of increasing dignity by decreasing. Really, it is a scholarship on toilets. (laughs) There's not enough scholarship on toilets. Do you ever we we visited um, some some people last night mm-hmm. uh, to to play a, a board game of all things? Sure. Um, and how many buttons does that have? Um, can you well, do combos? I guess you can do combos, no, but not through buttons. Mm-hmm. Um, and they and they had uh, a, a a very nice bidet. Um, <laughs> and I and I walked in. and I was like, oh, look at look at that thing there. Look at that beauty. <laughs> Um, yes, I looked, I looked up the model just to appreciate it. <laughs> um. Did it have a serial code on it? Didn't have a serial number. I just, I just, through some detective work, mm. found the model. Um, just to, just to appreciate it, because I think you should. <laughs> if I'm, if I'm going to evangelize anything, I think it's the bidet. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Which is it, the most erudite way to, to in, phrase that In these sentiment. troubled times when savagery reigns. I mean, I think, you know, people, th- there are, like, brand ambassadors these days, right? <laughs> like, yes. that's like that's a whole job. Um, yeah. And, and I think I would struggle to do it for a lot of things because I, because I don't care about them. Um, in, in this case, I think I would do it gladly. Well, I mean, it's a, you have a mission. Yeah. Well, Should we actually a... do the show? Yeah, like we we did our our pre warm tangent, and then we had like a side tangent to that, and into <laughs> toilet land. And it's been a while, so we we're kind of due. I apologize for the. That was like work, a condensed I'm... episode. Yeah. Now you're just going to get another one on top. Uh, one where other people told the stories, and a man riding a lawnmower in the unincorporated yard across the street from us that belongs to nobody. Uh, we'll just be providing a solid background noise, I guess. So my thing is definitely picking that up. <laughs> All right, so we're going to England today. Nothing? Not excited about that at all? Eh, again, much like this movie theater situation, it's going to take a lot to wow me. 
with that. Mm. All right. Well, we're going to England. There are gonna... so many more interesting places on this on this earth uh, than jolly old England. That's fair, I suppose. Uh, we're going to revisit our friend Joseph Jacobs. Indeed. So today we're going to be reading The Buried Moon, which was suggested to us by Hierius on Discord, so thank you. And sourced from fairytaleswithaz.com. So you know it's cool. <laughs> Just like all those pets games with a Z. Mm-hmm. I have no more information on this, so we're just going to kind of go and do it if you are ready. The Buried Moon. Long ago, in my grandmother's time, the Carland was all in bogs, with great pools of black water, creeping trickles of green water, and squishy mools that squirted when you stepped on them. Who's mools. talking to me right now? Um, I am. Me. So, Granny used to say, um, how, in, like, long before her time, the moon herself was dead and buried in the marshes. So, let's hear about that, I guess. I don't know. This seems like a, uh... I no offense to your granny, but I think she's just a little um her mind's not all there anymore. Offense. <laughs> offense to my granny Tyler. And and she, maybe she's just seeing the reflection of the moon. No. Offense. She maybe was sharp is... as actually that's not true at all. She was... <laughs> Maybe <laughs> she... this is easily explained via science and no there is no whimsy present. My great-grandmother, who we did call Granny, was definitely not sharp as a tack, and <laughs> definitely called random people in the Midwest to inform them that she had passed on um, in, a, in a moment of forgetfulness, which I'm sure was a terrifying experience for the, the random For everyone members. involved. <laughs> yeah. So, you might be onto something, but still, offense. <laughs> yeah, I... Look, opening stories is hard, and sometimes you just kind of have to, like, lean into it with a, a little bit of a genealogy. I guess. Uh, so the moon up yonder, you know you know the one, the moon. Yeah. The, our favorite lantern. Yeah. The um, one that we have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ours. And no one else's. As opposed to Jupiter. Right. Jupiter's greedy with moons, so. Yeah. Don't let Jupiter know that we got one. Yeah, it'll scoop it right up. How do you think Jupiter got so many moons? It'll give it the old jupe scoop. <laughs> Snatch that moon right up. I think you've been spending too much time jamming in space, uh, Tyler. <laughs> does does that or Saturn? That, have that more is moons? my favorite dunk. <laughs> if jupes. I were a if I were a bee baller and playing with Bugs Bunny. The jupe scoop dunk. I'd hit him with the old jupe scoop. That'd be your your signature that you'd finish the the game with yeah like michael jordan's big big stretch dunk big stretchy dunk um does jupiter or saturn have more moons let's ask the Cause, internet because they're both they're both collectors mm-hmm. um and i think i mean jupiter's closer to us so i think if if we had to worry about anybody stealing our moon it'd be that that okay um, big ball jupiter and saturn have an equal number of confirmed moons <laughs> Uh, with... These moons have been raided. Yeah, uh, uh, you know how Google does like that little mini thing if you do a, a a search where it just gives you some information without you having to click on a web page. Yeah, it tries to just tell you what you're looking for, so you don't even bother clicking. Yeah, you just stay on Google here. <laughs> we'll have some ads for you. It's fine. Um, so it says Jupiter and Saturn both have 53 confirmed moons, but the next column in this chart that it's given me is total moons where jupiter's sitting at 79 and saturn at 82 so, so i'm not sure Wait. like is so there some degree of unconfirmed moons <laughs> yeah there's some suspected moons uh provisional moons i have clicked on the nasa page <laughs> that this chart was being pulled from uh jupiter 79 53 confirmed 26 provisional moons Saturn. And what is, and what is this? What 82. Does that mean? 53 confirmed, 29 provisional moons. Provisional? Uh, moons that. Okay, so there are hundreds of moons in our solar system. Even a few asteroids have been found to have a, some small companion moon. So, like, everyone's, everyone's up here collecting. Everybody's collecting. Moons. Yeah. Yeah. They're the. Moons are hot couture. They're the Magic the Gathering cards of space. Everyone's after them. Um, 
Moons that begin with a letter and a year are considered provisional moons. They will be given a proper name when their discoveries are confirmed by additional observations. So, they, they're just suspected moons, I guess. <laughs> may or may not be moons. Right, so possibly in the, um, in the process of getting dunked. <laughs> um, so Saturn is, is currently like reaping a couple more dunks than Jupiter, but the two of them have equal numbers of confirmed moon dunks. Anyway, all of that to say, we're not talking about any of those moons. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about ours. R1. R1 because the Earth is a terrible moon. collector, apparently. How far into this story are we? The Earth... <laughs> we're like number three. Did, did we, yeah, did we even start? Not really. <laughs> the Earth is a terrible collector. It got parasites instead of moons. <laughs> like, it, it put its money in the wrong thing. Um, so, yeah, our moon up yonder. The, the Earth is the Ash Ketchum of planets. <laughs> it doesn't. Or it says it, it wants to be the best and to catch them all. It's not trying very hard. No. And we've, and and we've it, got the one moon, which is the Pikachu, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And Jupiter's. Our old standby. Jupiter and Saturn are the team rocket <laughs> after our moon. <laughs> well, I guess Neptune is Meowth. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe Pluto. Just trying real hard to be included. Alright, so. Let's start the story. Yeah, uh, our moon up yonder shone like she does now. She lit up all the bog pools so that you could walk around almost as safe as you could in the day. But on the, the nights that she didn't shine, the things, capitalized, that dwelt in the darkness came out to do evil and harm bogles and crawling horrors all that those those things that kind of hang out in the shadows i cannot believe these troubled times where savagery reigns indeed so when the moon heard about this like when she's taken a vacation things come out uh in a creepy fashion uh she being a kind and good sort uh who shines in the night instead of taking her natural rest I don't know why she doesn't just sleep in the daytime like a lot of night shift folk do. Um, she was troubled and decided to see for herself, hoping that that's not so bad. She doesn't have to worry too hard about it, right? Can't be that bad. Surely I've earned I get, this PTO. Yeah, I, I get my, my weekends, right? Um, so at months in, she stepped down, wrapped in a black cloak with a black hood over her yellow shining hair up to the bog's edge. Everything before her was dark, except for the glimmer of stars in the pools of water and the light that came from her own feet stealing out from under her black cloak. She drew the cloak tighter and trembled, but refused to go back until she'd seen the dark bog for herself and gotten all the data that she'd come here to collect. So, good on her. True scientist. <laughs> so on she went, stepping as light as the wind in summer from tuft to tuft between the greeny, gurgling water holes of the bog. And as she came near a big, dark pool, her foot slipped and she nearly tumbled in. She grabbed with both hands at a snag nearby. The snag twined around her wrists like a pair of handcuffs and gripped her so tightly that no matter how she pulled and twisted and fought, uh, it would not let her go. What devious trap is this? Just kind of some, some plant, I guess. Some hungry, hungry plant. Feed me, Seymour. <laughs> so she stood trembling in the dark. This is the shakiest moon, I guess out there it's very She's constantly moon. quivering yeah uh wondering if any help would come and then she heard someone calling repeatedly in the distance their voice dying away into a sob until the marshes were filled with this pitiful crying sound she heard steps floundering and squishing in the mud slipping on the tufts and then she saw a white face with great feared eyes peering through the dark was it your granny now this was a dude oh my granny doesn't show up ever again <laughs> It's just hard to start stories, okay? <laughs> like, some people are brave enough to just dive right into the story, and others need to, like, dip their toe in slowly with, like, talking about their others grandma. Others need the emotional support their grannies provide. It's kind of like so. when you look up recipes, and sometimes you, like, get <laughs> the list get of ingredients <laughs> and, and how to do it, and other times you get anecdotes about their children. You get a and... fucking soliloquy about the summer of 65. Yeah, and then also here are the health benefits of sweet potatoes and the history of how they came to be. 
some people didn't plan out the story they were going to tell, and so they need to to vamp for time at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, like, oh shit, I'm, I'm storytelling now. Um, so my grandma had. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's a man who's lost in the bog, struggling toward the flickering light that looked like help and safety, but was probably just like her cloak billowing away from her feet. Uh, so the moon saw that he was approaching the deep hole that had almost taken her and was pretty far from the actual path that he needed to be on. And she got so mad and sorry that she fought against the snag even harder. And though she couldn't get loose from it, her twisting caused the black hood to fall from her shining hair and let loose a beautiful light that drove away the darkness of the log. What should we be picturing right now? We got a woman in a black cloak, like handcuffed to a tree. And she is the moon. She is the moon. Because I am just picturing the moon with a wig on. (laughs) In a cloak. I wish we we could dress up the moon. (laughs) Wouldn't that that be fun? That seems like an app that would sell hotcakes. An app? Oh, point point your camera at the moon and give it faces. (laughs) Give it Snapchat filters. I bet that exists. Um... If if our space program is going to accomplish anything, or if if Jeff Jeff Bezos wants to play astronaut up there, can he at least Dress bring up the moon, moon bring the moon some wigs or something? Yeah, like get get the moon some fashions. That sounds like a Bezos thing to do. When when Bezelbus um, goes up to the space again. Uh, he needs to bring some good Amazon products for the moon to adorn itself with so that it can be all fashionable and exist as an advertisement for his platform. So the man cried with joy to see the light again, because that's fallen from the moon's sweet wigs. Uh, and all the evil things that had been here, just so you know, they were here the whole time, uh, fled into just the dark. nearby. Yeah, they're just kind of hanging out, as evil kind things do. Kind of like the, the end of Space Jam, A New Legacy where all of Warner Brothers' properties are just kind of hanging out near a basketball court, yeah. emoting. Like evil things do. Yeah. Uh, so they all fled into the dark corners because they couldn't abide the light. The man could now see the path out of the marsh, and so in his haste to get away from all the quicks and bogles and capital letter things that dwelt there, he didn't even look at the bright light from the beautiful shining hair. Holy shit, you didn't tell us that the thing was here. Yeah, the thing is here. Like and- the John Carpenter thing. In duplicate. There's at least two of them. Multiple things. Two, two things. One thing is a problem enough. Yeah. Because it can become many things. Well, it has here. <laughs> In the freedom of the bog, it has indeed Oof. sprouted new things. Back in the in the Kurt Russell glory days. Well, this this story is already in a doomed timeline, so I no longer care what happens for the rest of the events, because it all ends in the thing. It's, it's, quite, just, it's quite split. My my brain just caught up to me with an image, like like a harried secretary just like waving a sheet of paper in the in the air, mm-hmm. running down the hallways after me. You got a um, memo. What's it say? Yeah, <laughs> like so. Uh, Tyler's vision of the moon in a wig. It's also uh-huh. in it's also in a sailor uh, moon outfit. Oh God. <laughs> So yeah, now I'm envisioning this this person in the Sailor Moon like it, schoolgirl it, uniform. It is just Sailor Moon with a moon for a face, <laughs> with just the regular moon for for a head. <laughs> uh, so well, thank your secretary. They're working very hard. Yeah, they're trying. They're trying so hard to keep up with with this nonsense. Um. So yeah, the man is is so. So much in a rush to get out of here uh, that he doesn't even look at the source of the light. And the moon was so fo- focused on saving him that she kind of forgot entirely about her own predicament. The fact Whoops. that she's tied to a tree right now. Yeah, whoopsie. Uh, so off he goes, flying for his life out of the bogs. And the moon was like, oh, oh, wait, I also want to get out of here real bad. <laughs> Um, So she pulled and fought as though she were insane until she fell on her knees, exhausted and gasping for breath. The black hood fell forward over her head, and the light that that her hair was emitting went out, bringing back all of the evil things, screeching and howling with the darkness as it returned. They crowded around her, mocking her and snatching and beating at her, shrieking with rage and spite, swearing and snarling, because they knew her as their old enemy that drove them into the corners when 
where they couldn't work their wicked wills as they wanted to. Wait a minute. You're the moon. Fuck you, moon. <laughs> we hate you here. Drat thee, yelled the witch bodies. Thou spoils our spells this year. <laughs> Quit spoiling our spells, moon. Dratted moon. Drat is such a powerful curse word. <laughs> and you sent us to brood in the corners, howled the bogles. They hate brooding. <laughs> it's not the kind of edgy they want to be. Mm-hmm. And the things joined in with a great ho-ho until the grasses shook and the water gurgled. And then they began again. So I guess oh. they just like shouted ho-ho until like stuff made noises and they stopped. <laughs> and they're like, let's do that again. Old Jenkins oh. just came back. Yeah, he did. He? did. Oh, yeah. my. Um, I hope it's put in the recording <laughs> and we're not just <laughs> sounding like we're crazy after the fact. <laughs> I'm not hearing it, so I'm a little worried that old Jenkins is definitely on my end. Old Jenkins is definitely coming from you, Garmin. <laughs> oh my. That's concerning. Uh, just con yeah, really just confirming that story you told. Yeesh. <laughs> I think he's just real interested in what a computy is. I guess. He's yeah. never seen one of them before. Just exploring the space. <laughs> um uh, so yeah, the things are just like shouting ho-ho until grasses make noise and then they pause and they're like yeah keep doing it we'll poison her poison her shrieked the witches ho-ho howled the things again super helpful and creative in their <laughs> suggestions the things are just a riot at parties i'm sure <laughs> we'll smother her smother her whispered the crawling horrors twining themselves around her knees and again Everyone, all of them, shouted with spite and ill will, and the poor moon crouched down and wished she was just dead and done with, because, man, is this, is this obnoxious to listen to. <laughs> so all the, the evil things in the bog fought and squabbled over what exactly to do with the moon, until the gray light of dawn began to brighten the sky. So they panicked that they were running out of time to do horrible, unspeakable things, and caught hold of her with nasty bony fingers, then laid her deep in the water at the foot of the snag, and the bogles rolled a strange big stone on top of her to keep her from rising. Then they instructed two will-o'-the-wikes, which I'm assuming are just, like, a variant of the will-o'-the-wisp. Uh, maybe uh, there's... Yeah, I think it's specifically regional to the UK. Mm. Having been reading Philip Pullman's new novels, where he specifically references those yeah i did they were the first thing that did pop up when i like went to double check was a philip was, pullman <laughs> was his dark materials so, yep yep and i was like mm, i do want to read that um so yeah uh some variant of the will of wisp uh are now set to guard duty taking turns watching her so she couldn't get out and spoil their sport so there lay the poor moon, dead and buried in the bog, with no one to know where to look for her, or to set her loose, or to sell her to Jupiter, or whatever. <laughs> Highest bidder. Yep. So the days passed, and it was time for the new moon's coming, and folk put pennies in their pockets and straws in their caps to be ready for her. Which tells me that we have been fucking up our whole moon preparedness situation for quite some time, because I've never done this. That does not surprise me in the least. We need to be more moon aware and moon prepared. <laughs> I know the U.S. still has a coin shortage going on, um, but find some pennies, put them in your pocket before the new moon. <laughs> Otherwise, Jupiter will get it. Like, if we continue <laughs> neglecting our moon, Jupiter is going to get it. We need to establish some kind of moon defense force. <laughs> and oh, apparently just, pennies are the key. I mean, they, we, we put an American flag on that thing. Um, so I feel like it falls to us. Yeah, like you can't, you can't claim ownership of something without also claiming responsibility for it. Yeah, I think. Or at I, least you shouldn't. You really shouldn't. Um, I think we've already got like... We're not doing a great job cleaning up, you know, the litter from the beers that the astronauts keep going up there to drink <laughs> the and the cigarette keys. butts. Because um, they, they do just go up there to hang out. Yeah, um, it's just like regardless a cool of, chill of break what, room. Regardless of what they might say, it is, yeah, it is basically an astronaut break room. <laughs> they, get, they get to land and like drink and smoke with their friends where no one can bother them because nobody can get there. They're the only ones who know how. 
It's the introvert's dream break room. Um, yeah, you can go go bouncing um, while while you while you hang out. If they had if they had Wi Fi there, um, I think it I think it'd be in really good shape. Well, maybe that's what uh, what Beazle Boys doing. It's the true <laughs> Installing purpose. the router. Yeah. <laughs> that way you can get Amazon orders on the moon. Because <laughs> there's no point in colonizing the moon if you can't order from Amazon on it. Yeah, two-day shipping. Yeah. All right, so they looked around, um, these these folk who have put pennies in their pockets and straws in their caps. Because um, the moon is a good friend to the marsh folk. And was always it was always a relief when the paths were safe again at night. But uh, days passed, and the moon did not come. And all the nights were dark, and the evil things were worse than ever, very emboldened in their evil ways. And as the days continued, the marsh folk were afeared and amazed. And many of them went to the wise woman who dwelt in the old mill, and asked if she had any ways to find out where the moon was gone. Well, said she, after looking in the brew pot, and in the mirror, and in the book, all the places you can look. It is, uh, it's right weird, but I can't tell you what's happened to her. So, uh, if you hear anything, come tell me. <laughs> Keep me posted. <laughs> it's just always a comfort to hear from the wise woman who's got a brew pot, a mirror, and a book to keep track of the news. See something, say something. <laughs> uh, so the marsh folk went their ways, and as the days continued without any moon, of course they started to talk a lot about it everywhere they went. Yeah. And the- then one day, at the inn, a man from the far end of the boglands was smoking and listening, when all at once he sat up and slapped his knee. I clean forgot, but I reckon I know where the moon is, said this idiot. And he, <laughs> and he told him, told them all about being lost in the bog and the light had sh- that had shown up and rescued him at the last minute. So everyone's like, well, we did see something, time to say something. So they ran up to the wise woman, and they gave her this news. And she looked long in the brew pot and in the book again, and then she nodded. It's like, yeah, he did. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's still dark, so it is awfully hard for me to see. But do as I say, and then find out for yourselves. Because I ain't going anywhere. I got a nice setup here. I got this brew pot. I got this book. (laughs) The stories are coming on in the mirror in about 30 minutes. Guiding light. Gotta <laughs> gotta see what's going on there. Um, so just before night gathers, put a stone in your mouth and a hazel twig in your hand. And don't speak until you're home again. That one's really for me. I just need, I need the quiet for guiding Please light. Please shut the fuck up. Yeah, you guys always talk during my stories. Um... Walk on and fear not into the midst of the marsh until you find a coffin, a candle, and a cross, and then you'll be close. Just lying around? Yeah, if they're just, like, around in the bog, as happens sometimes. So the next night, uh, all the people of the village went together, each man with a stone in his mouth and a twig in his hand, feeling right feared and creepy, as you might, uh, stumbling along the paths of the bog and seeing nothing but hearing sighings and flutterings in their ear and feeling cold, wet fingers touching them. They got to the pool beside the great snag where the moon lay buried, and they stopped, because the great stone that was half in and half out of the water did in fact look like a big coffin, and the head was a black snag stretching its arms out in a dark and gruesome cross, and on (laughs) it, uh, what the story refers to as a titty light, (laughs) T-I-D-D-Y, Mm-hmm. Uh, flickered like a dying candle. Now, my uh, attempts to search this brought up a lot of results about boobs. So I don't... Yeah, good luck on that one. Um, including These are L- troubled times and yeah. savagery reigns. Uh, a lot of articles about boob lights. The Great American History of the Boob Light from M.E.L. Magazine. How boob lights became popular in the U.S. and while they're blink, 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 blink. From Insider.com. I don't so, think that I would have attributed the words great or history to this concept. Yeah. Me neither. I'm shocked to hear both of those words in this context. Uh, and then the, the ads that came up with this. The first one is a cartoon pterosaur-shaped flush-lighting metal kid's bedroom lamp. So it's just like... It looks like a dragon. Yeah. And not like the dinosaur that it's advertising. But it's So just, you ordered it. Uh, it is five hundred twenty-five dollars and four cents from a place called LitFad.com. 
so you ordered it. I, not yet. It does have free shipping and no tax, so that's so kind of promising. Yeah. <laughs> and from Wayfair is a light, unique wagon wheel chandelier, the Holiday Isle. Uh, it is just, like, a bunch of skulls with spines attached. <laughs> and, like, random finger bones hanging down. And then orange uh, looks like attempts to be uh, spider webbing in between them. And then the third one is the decorative flesh mount that does uh, resemble the boob. That we're all familiar with when referring to boob lights. We actually... (laughs) Clippy just popped up and he's like, You looked up titty lights. Did you mean this necromancer's tool? (laughs) (laughs) Did you mean a dinosaur, some necromancy, or a flush mount boob light? Um, I think think Clippy, you know, Clippy's place in our society has has really decreased over the last 10 years or so yeah um and i, I think i'm not ready can, to let him go i'm not either and i think he could really find a place by by giving advice on necromancy <laughs> <laughs> i would of all topics i would deeply appreciate that as someone currently writing a necromancer character i could use a mr clippy clippy, clippy needs a, a rebrand <laughs> <laughs> did did Microsoft have a retirement party for Clippy at some point, <laughs> or am I making that up? I don't recall. Carmen, would you like to look that up and further confuse your SEO today? The, oh yeah, I mean, ar- most of this is in the, an incognito window where I have um, our stuff signed in. <laughs> um, <laughs> that feels appropriate to me. The original Clippy was retired in two thousand and one. What with the launch of Office XP? Um, People people commonly search what gender is Clippy. So, some interesting things here. Um, the first one is uh, a business I insider uh, thing, and it does want me to like log in or pay them to read this. So I'm not going to. Uh, but Microsoft's once hated Clippy cartoon has become a badge of honor of some kind and again i am not allowed to read anything else um as of july 15th uh 2021 uh another business insider article says uh former microsoft ceo bill gates and amazon ceo jeff bezos at clippy's retirement party in 2001 so i can't see (laughs) one second Okay, good job. Yay, told us. Hold for a moment. <laughs> Sorry about all of this. Cursed old Jenkins. Just a beautiful soundscape getting picked up on my audacity right now. Boy, are they taking forever to mow that little strip of land. Alright, so apparently there's some kind of photo of uh, Bill Gates and Jeff Bezos at Clippy's retirement party in 2001. Um, And also, the title of this is that Clippy the paperclip could soon return to Microsoft Office as of July 15th, 2021. And then later down in June of 2001, uh, there's something from ZDNet that says, Born again, Clippy returns to haunt Office XP. So apparently Clippy just cannot die. It cannot be killed. Or <clears throat> necromancy. Yes. Or necromancy. I, born born again um, strongly implies either either kind of a hard pivot into Christianity or some kind of necromancy. <laughs> oh, so that's where we got from Titty Light. <laughs> so good job us. <laughs> and here we are discussing Clippy again. <laughs> Maybe Clippy is the the old man in the glasses haunting us still. Maybe titty lights are the medium with which Clippy um, maintains consciousness in this world. They're his phylactery? Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's comforting because there is a titty light (laughs) um, to my right, like, directly. (laughs) It has monkeys on it also because this house was formerly owned by very drunk people. Do you not remember the titty light in the the foyer? I don't. <laughs> it's got it's got monkeys and uh, palm trees on it. I don't remember this at all. Cliffy got you, Tyler. <laughs> yeah, look up next time you visit. 
I don't want to now. <laughs> uh, so upon seeing a titty light and a coffin stone and a cross plant, uh, they all knelt in the mud and prayed, and then they went nearer, took hold of the big stone, and shoved it up. Afterwards, all the people of the village said that for one titty minute, so I guess titty just means like a little bit. It's like or a Mississippi. Like, like little, yeah. <laughs> one titty sippy. Uh, they saw a strange and beautiful... Damn it. <laughs> Robot. <laughs> Jenkins. They saw a strange... <laughs> Oh, man, Jenkins is <laughs> pranking us this week. Jenkins and M. Bezos just teaming up. That's the theme of this episode. Just old Jenkins and Beelzebos high-fiving in the corner. <laughs> he set his sights to the moon, and he wants to make sure that he gets his say anytime we we say anything about the moon. Um, we're, we're already paying advertising fees. <laughs> Uh, so afterwards, the, the people of the village said that for one titty minute, they saw a strange and beautiful face looking at them all glad-like out of the black water. But the light then came so quick and white and shining that they were all forced to step back, and the very next minute that they could see again, there was the full moon in the sky, making the pass of the bog clear as day and stealing into the very corners as though to drive the darkness and the bogles clean away if she could. The end. We almost didn't make it to that ending. Yeah, we didn't. Like there was a lot of stuff trying to stop us. Yeah, quite a lot of interference. Some pirate radio this week. All from all from my end. So the man's trying to shut us down. Yeah, that man is an ancient ghost named Jenkins (laughs) who turned on a car alarm and (laughs) and then stared at you and then wormed his way into the rest of my life and our hearts. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, there he is. Yep feels real cold doesn't it uh so do you remember any of the story after that chaos in order to comment upon it uh barely anything the moon got buried um but it's good now yeah it's chill good i'm glad to hear that that worked itself out yeah thanks i mean i guess no one talked on their way back normally we do see some some of the consequences yeah. what would have happened if someone talked but i guess putting a rock in your mouth is a pretty smart way to do this so yeah. good on that, to the ways that woman. old bog lady knew what she was talking about yeah so like next time you're told to like walk into the underworld and don't don't speak or say or look back or something like put a rock in your mouth yeah just jam some marbles up in there yeah it'll be a good reminder and you physically can't speak around them so maybe that's it is you just need like a physical reminder, right? You think like you, you think you, if you feel the urge to talk, and then you remember, oh, I have a rock in my mouth right now. Maybe I shouldn't. I think, think that if, would look. If Orpheus had had brought some some juicy fruit, he would have been okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just something to remind you. Like I'm uncomfortable. Oh, right, I'm uncomfortable because I'm not allowed to do this thing. I can make it the last ten steps. It's a good cause and effect. Yeah. So, yeah, anytime you're told not to do something, just put a rock in your mouth. Or in whatever place you're not supposed to do that thing. Yeah, just shove a rock in it. Big rock one. Big rock. <laughs> yeah, solving problems again. We haven't seen big rock in a little bit. And what is the moon, if not a big rock? Big rock Jupiter wants real bad. <laughs> <laughs> Jupiter's got a lot of problems that big rock can solve. <laughs> That's yeah, 53 confirmed problems and so 26 provisional problems. <laughs> we learned a lot today <laughs> about rocks and Jupiter and moons and Bezos and ghosts. And movie theaters. And witches. And whatever the hell we talked about before movie theaters, I already forgot. Me too. Things, probably. Also, we learned something about... So, yay. A <laughs> very professional recording done. I'm glad that after <laughs> 300 plus episodes, we've we've become seasoned, smooth, talking pros at this. Thanks for listening to show. Thank you for show. <laughs> for listening to Mr. Show. Uh, thank you to Harriest for uh, suggesting uh, 
this this pageantry of this wonderful lantern that we some of us worship in our cult-like states. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, thank you to everyone for listening to the show and for sharing it around um, to your friends and enemies, uh, depending on your opinions of the show and your <laughs> opinions of your friends and enemies. A lot of uh, variables there. Yeah, there's we just, we don't know. Um, thank you to all of our patrons for supporting the show and for sending us adorable pictures of pets and all the media recommendations that are flowing in now. Um, we really appreciate that. Uh, thank you to our top tier patrons, Biblio Princess, Trickery Treats, Heerius, Pink Nectary, Midori, Becca, A Friendly Lobster, Kelly, whoops, I meant to change my name sooner, sorry Carmen for making you read that one sentence from Pride and Prejudice three weeks in a row, Katarina, Funky Little Strawberry, Lemur, Spaghetto, Drinking Deep at the Trial of Gender Fluids, Caitlin, Danielle, Wyatt, A Moth in a Cult Robe, Olwen, Queen of Terrible Taste, Allie, Detroit Become Crab, Cobus Cat, Haunted by Smiles, Versus, Keeper of Too Many OCs, Pyrus, Nathan the Scott, Alex, Banjo Bug, Dave, Climbing a Chimney, Having Stolen the Gifts, Maya, Greg, Goetic Prince of the Arcane, High Listus of Limbus, Yowie Yowie, Little Smorgasbord, Haley, Dominic, Justin, Who am I, 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 Izzy, Heather, High Meality of the Cult of Cricket, and Jenna. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you always, Doug. Thanks, Doug. Thank you, Douglas. Fuck off, old Jenkins. Get out of here, Jenkins. Just channel your energies into something more productive, please. (laughs) And everyone, remember your pennies for the next new moon. We must protect it from Jupiter. (laughs) Where went the folklore? That's how it works. This has been What the Folklore. Thanks for listening to our show. If you have story suggestions for us, please send them to wtfolklore at gmail.com and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Special thanks to the Brobdingnagian Bards for the use of their song Happily Ever After from their album Brobdingnagian Fairy Tales. If you enjoyed our show, please rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts.